I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. We're all you need. They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. Welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 44. Strap in, shut up, or shut down. Get ready for a special Father's Day episode. My name is Steven Schultz, and I am your host in the pilot seat today. And you know I can't do it alone with us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. First up, he's a father of two grown-ass men. It's Joe Lara. That is true. <laughs> How are you, man? Doing great, and they are getting bigger. That's what happens with kids. Over time, oh, they grow. Dude. I don't want that. I don't want it to happen. No, it's, so sad. it's inevitable. Dude, Steven and Steven and John, your kids at that stage, they're so cute. And it it's like, oh, take lots of video. Pictures are great, but take mm. lots of video because their voices are so precious. That's cool, man. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But I'm doing well. How was your week? I'm How was your week? Well. Weekend? Yeah. How's it going? It's super busy, and um, it was funny. I was talking to somebody on IG, um, T- Tammy. She's up in C- Canada. She's a really, really cool um, Star Wars fan as well. And she always asks, checks in, how you doing? I'm like, man, if I had to summarize it, it's uh, vintage or retro or so- something like old school because, first of all, I found this <laughs> freaking old shuffle from back in 2005 and and then i was listening to vinyl records on saturday aretha franklin 1972 wow. um went to retirement ceremony military retirement ceremony on friday and all the memories from the military came back uh I'm, i bought a, v, a vcr uh to watch sure. a vhs tape because on tuesday is kim and you know it's our wedding anniversary the 25th Boy. the big one and and so everything's yeah. on VHS tape. And so we're like, oh, my Congratulations, God. Congratulations, man. That's, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of memories. Yeah. Memory lane, basically. When's that? At old this weekend, you said? And it's, oh, it's, Tuesday, it's Tuesday. Yeah. 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 So that's that's kind of what, what I've been up to and where my mind has been for the last couple So, days. Joe, kids nowadays on their iPads, because, like, all kids have iPads, right? When you want, it, when you want to yep. get out of kid mode and access, like, the parental control panel you have to ask you have to answer a question and sometimes it's like you know what's 2067 plus you know the square root of 49 or something you know something like that uh one of the questions that i saw recently was what is a vcr used for i was like oh (laughs) man are we really at that stage now no oh yeah 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 it's multiple choice yeah yeah to play videotapes and it like, and then like, yeah, the kid kids wouldn't even know the concept of a videotape. Like, <laughs> nope. 
there was a period of time. There was a there was a period of time when I had a a, a discman. It was like a mini discman because it was the transition from CD to Napster to like MP you know MP3s or whatever. And I just said Napster. Remember oh, that? Dude. Like it's just it's so freaking funny, man. Like ripping music and the whole thing. Yeah. Feeling nostalgic. Totally, man. Next up, he's the best poppy in the whole wide world. Oh. It's John Rodriguez. Poppy. Poppy. How are you, man? Um, I've been good. Uh, I've been playing a lot of footy, as I've been saying in the last few weeks, last few couple months. So. Um, yeah. Uh, a little <laughs> bit of f- football. Football. I'm so foot-a. American. Um, footy. A little bit of footy. Football. A little footy. Um, but yeah, I've been loving it. I feel good and been going uh, a bunch That's now, sick. a few, few times a week now. And yeah, um, you needed that in your life, Johnny. Yeah, well, I needed it back because what I had before, I, I used to skate and do a little bit of footy, and then I, I I got in that motorcycle accident like like five years ago or something, and I stopped stopped doing everything six years ago, and that was about the time I got into the cosplay stuff. Like that was like, cause I was not doing anything, mm. you know, like I was hurt at home and I didn't have much to do. You needed. Yeah. You needed well, it was like right? my introduction to something Scrolling cause I was internet. Just, yeah. I was like looking up lightsabers. I'm like, wow, there's, you can buy a lightsaber, you know, and whatever went from there, but good. Everything's cool. Feeling good. Um, lots on the workbench. Yeah. Can you hear that? That's my daughter screaming like a, <laughs> like, like, like a, that's not her yelling poppy that's the not chimpanzee that. <laughs> screech not anymore she stopped but <laughs> yeah if you hear that it's her for sure she's downstairs too i don't know how it projects so loud um do you guys have any uh special plans or anything for 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 this weekend uh i don't know i don't i don't know oh you're not supposed to know right that's yeah i that's yeah. We're not. It, it's funny because at my house, I have to like, not necessarily plan everything, but it's like, uh, what do you, you know, want to do, Steven? There's, there's like certain parameters, sure. that I'm always asked about. Like, okay, so on Father's Day, is it going to be this, this, and this, or that, that, and that? Do you do you want to do this, or do you not want to do the that, or you know, yeah. Right. I'm not sure to be honest. I, I'm not sure if there's going to be some sort of surprise or if there's nothing planned and we're just going to decide on the day if we're going to go eat something or go somewhere or whatever. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's more about. I'm going to ask you know for a what? bowl of chili. I'm going to wake up at like 530. I'm going to set the alarm. I'm going to wake my wife up at 530 and she's not going to know about it. We're going to go in blind. I'm going to be like, sweetie pie. I know it's 530, but. Can you make me some chili? And I want to be served in bed. And smack your lips. And I need to be piping hot, like steaming hot. Don't burn yourself. But do serve me. Honey. Don't forget it. You you know what I'm craving right now? Yeah. Big bowl of chili. Um, Yeah. Father's Day lobster chili. (laughs) Do chat GPT that in that. uh, that recipe we'll spit it out but yeah hey <laughs> right on we'll man see. yeah thank you uh <laughs> next up he's the real life father to our very own omega it's brian cook how are you man oh, i'm good i'm crazy i'm 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 on um 
I've been home for four days and I leave tomorrow. Until yeah, Father's this is Day. weird. This is weird to see and hear you from your actually like primary residence. <laughs> <laughs> that's this week. Uh, special. Uh, it's a special showing uh, this week only. Next week, I will be back in a hotel room. <laughs> What's up? So, so but whatever. I'm so good. for for the four. So you're not going to be home for Father's Day. No, I'm going to be home for like an hour. Oh. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be driving home from like a five six hour drive, unloading my truck, reloading it because I have to be somewhere else by six by five p.m. to set up for another work thing. So whatever. It's it's another it's another holiday. We'll we'll settle up when I uh when I get back. We'll just do something. It's cool. crazy, man. I mean, last time when I got back, last I don't know, whatever Thursday or Friday it was when I got back is like as soon as I walk in the door, I'm like, it's warm out. Let's go on the boat, and we just run out on the boat. And yeah, I don't know what else. What else is going on? Got a few things going on. It's been a little bit crazy, but oh, dude, you guys see this shirt, dude? I just want. That's a sick shirt. I don't even know if it's gonna make it on YouTube, but oh, that so it's basically it. a it's Cad Bane, Cad, but in the um in the style of um uh, fistful of dollars is that it? Uh, or, uh, no, the the good, the yeah, bad, and the it's ugly. Full, like Clint Eastwood. Yep, good, bad, and the ugly style. Heroes and villains. So sick. sick. Yeah, it's like I the poster. Art. I love how it's off centered, just just like. Yep. Like the good old Western, just yeah. like the movie poster. Yeah. So, heroes and villains really like my stuff. John, I did some skateboarding today for a brief moment. Yeah. I think I sent y'all a picture. You did, so. you did. Yeah, it was oh. fun. I, I took. I had a. I had a box of shoes. I think everyone knows here. I work in the shoe industry. I had like a box of shoes that I'd like. But cool shoes, not clown worn. shoes. I mean, there's a big not clown there. shoes, not like there those mischief like clown boots or anything. Brian, but, um, can you get me some of those AVEs uh, that, that we were talking about today? Ooh, those like sock uh, cleaner shoes. Next year they come out. But yeah, oh, next, next year, year, next year. Oh, next year. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the old. That's the new new stuff. Um, when, but when uh, your foot falls off, then he'll get you. Something. Well, then I'll Damn. just need yeah. one. It, it was cool. I like I like brought this big box of shoes and like posted it on Instagram and tagged like the skate park in it and was like, Hey, whoever's a size 10 finders, keepers get after it. So did one of those, which was cool today. Got rid of some old stuff. And dude, that's like a real life shock. Yeah. Yeah. People do that. I think people do it in everything. People drop art. People drop skateboard stuff, Mm -hmm. post it. If they've got a following. Yeah. Yeah. Go get it. Pick it up. I just tagged the skate park and the skate park reposted it. So I'm sure some little <laughs> rat kid was like, oh, what? I'm here. Didn't even fit. Not even a size 10. Just <laughs> grabbed like, I'm going to sell these on eBay. The box ran. They're free. Yeah, totally. Hopefully. We should, hopefully. We should do that at Comic Cons. We should like. Get stuff. Like tweet out. I, like, yeah, tweet out like, hey, come pick up this free thing. That we I think left Joe's done it, right? Joe, how, didn't you drop merch around Disneyland before? Um, yeah, stickers and stuff and it's fun. Yeah, like, yeah. So I'll drop it and then Kim looks back to see who gets it, and there's always some kid that'll grab Does it. Does she film it? Yeah. Like it's pretty cool. Behind the scenes. Uh, we haven't oh. filmed it. because oh, it might be kind of creepy. Okay, you know? okay, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> Yeah, you're not like I don't want to get kicked out. Sir, why are you filming children with your phone? Like oh, Yeah. <laughs> if you hide good. it good, it's fun because then like they'll uh 
you can be like, hey, find it and tag me in it. You know, that's pretty cool. I try to put it at yeah. like lower levels though, so where little eyes can kind of uh, see. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. You want the kids to grab it? I like that. Yeah, I don't that's want cool. some forty-year-old dad like me to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, he's got six little ones of his own in his own cloning facility. It's <laughs> Ramy Shanaday. <laughs> How are it, you, man? It it would seem that way too, and and they look alike too. So, um, well, that that's good. That's step that's one. That's good. That's, that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Well, they each look like at least one of the others. Some of them look like, but there's like, all Sky has kind of got her own vibe going. But Shayla and Bray look alike. Sienna, uh, Bubby, and Safina look alike. So, they all look, they look related, which is good. I would I would guess that's so. good. Um, I'm good. A lot of traveling. Um, got back from Atlanta safe and sound. Uh, it was, I, I realized like I had been gone for like nine days in a row there, which I know Brian's like a crimey river, but, um, you know, that's just, this the way it goes these, these days sometimes. Um, oh yeah. Had a big garrison build party. Uh, so we had an armor party at, uh, one of the local schools here on Saturday. It was a good, oh, good turnout. Right. Yeah. Just got to see Steven. I heard something about that that location is really good. For, what makes it super good for, for building? We ha- they, that school has like an outdoor cafeteria area. And so it, there's a bunch of benches, like picnic benches, like covering too. It's all covered. Nice. There's there. We've got access to the gym and, and shade bath- and power bathrooms and shade. There's shade power oh, yeah. tables. Um, how do you get that hookup? Just it was a relationship through the school or one of our former squad, mem- uh, squad leaders, uh, happens to be a counselor at that school. Perfect. So he's got the keys to the kingdom. All we have to do is we just, it's, it's, we take out a permit with the school and pay, we have to pay for like a day's worth of insurance. So the whole thing, like, like it costs us about 200 bucks to set that up for the day. That's yeah, so worth it. But then we're golden. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. The only downside is you can't have, you can't bring some refreshment. Some right. Well, that's because blue milk yeah. can't no bring blue milk. blue milk. Yeah. But. That's what Listerine bottles are for, Brian. That <laughs> just doesn't something doesn't feel right. Like it stopped you in high school back in the day. This is this is my company travel mug. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's not tea. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to rep your support for the show, pick up one of our new shirts, like the Space Daddy shirt, or stickers at thedadbatch.com. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. Uh, Gentlemen, before we get into who's working on what, uh, I mentioned at the top of the intros that today was a special Father's Day episode. And so what I'm going to do is uh, ask each of you a Father's Day question. Uh, It's going to be, you know, what is your best or favorite memory or example of fatherhood in your lives. And uh, I'll kick it off first. And, you know, I I think for me, um, when I think back to like my dad, there wasn't like any one particular instance where I was like, oh, this is a good example of, of you being a father. But when I look back at everything in, you know, in totality, some of my favorite times were just uh, being so before we before we opened our actual brick and mortar comic book store my de- we would do like these trade show events 
And so we would drive all over Southern California from San Diego to Pasadena to all these places. And, um, you know, it, it was just me and my dad in a car full of collectibles and stuff doing these trade shows from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And I remember like after every single trade show was over, he'd tell me to go start packing up, putting stuff in the car. We'd hit up, you know, like a drive through like an Arby's or something on the way home. We'd be singing like we'd be singing to like golden oldies, like the 60s, you know, and just some of the best times. Um, yeah, like it, it just those are the things that you don't think about at the time. So for me, that's what I'm trying to pass on to my kids is just to make every single moment like one of those. So when they look back at it, uh, they have fond memories as well. Now, as far as workbench, um, I didn't have anything on the workbench today except for myself. I, I actually finally got my tooth fixed at the oh. dentist. So, and it's crazy. So nowadays, thanks. So nowadays when they do root canals, guys, there's no pain. I mean, there's still metal involved with like the actual drill and stuff. But see, back in the day, like I remember a root canal was like these painful metal tube things that go all the way up into your yeah. jaw they and all stick that. These things down into your or up. Yeah, wherever it is. Guys, it was like Terrible. literally being on one of our workbenches because my tooth is now filled. My root is filled with resin. UV resin. Does, what's it taste UV like? UV resin. Does wait, it taste wait, the wait, same? Wait. wait, so they didn't do the little needle things and. and anymore they, okay so how they do it and all all of our dentist uh all of our dentist uh, uh, song listeners can you, can you call in and tell song is so, a dentist i think so i was like very interested in this process because i saw like this whole tray of like new tools that i was like ooh, ooh what's this ooh, what's that i need that um so there's a syringe yeah. okay there was like a syringe and imagine like the needle on the syringe is so thin a needle was like wavy. Pull like you down. could just like bend it like a guitar string, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's hollow. It's a needle. Yeah. So that's what they stick up all the way up in the root through your tooth. Oh, wow. And then as they push the syringe, it's the needle itself is filling with the resin and they're pulling it out. And then your whole entire root is filled with resin and they just light it up. But I was in and out in 20 minutes, but, but, but but like a root canal, they have to like they drill it to to kill the well, root. Yeah, they, so does that kill the they, root? No, they still drill with like a regular drill and all that stuff. That, yeah, that's oh okay. But they would fill it in before. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So gotcha. like afterwards, when they were all done, they took another X ray of my tooth, and it was just completely solid. Wow, I was like, this is it's nuts. So they use <laughs> resin to fill the cracks, not Bondo spot putty. Got it. No. Lesson learned. And I was like, I was like, are you guys using Frozen? Are you using uh, Soriatech? Yeah, what, 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 what do you got going on here? What are we going? Elegoo? What do we got? <laughs> Whatever's cheaper on uh, Amazon. That, yeah. For real. Uh, that's it on my workbench. Oh, yeah. So I, there's something I did want to talk about in terms of workbench and stuff. And, 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 and Chris Bartlett came to mind. I haven't spoken to any of you guys about this yet. But I was just thinking about Chris Bartlett and how kind of he kind of owned not owned but uh, you know he kind of like focused on this really niche aspect of costuming 
in in terms of like the droids and, and like being able to fit into these costumes and like really practicing the mannerisms and um studying the characters and, and you know doing everything that he did to get where he is now especially um because i knew him before well, i think we all did you know um but but i i, I to me it seemed so I don't know how to say it. I don't know. But um, I figured I would try to take a similar approach in terms of doing uh, creature stuff and, you know, creature acting and, and maybe learning to paint. So so basically what I'm saying is I'm feeling pretty inspired to paint the Bith I got. And, um, and I'm actually going to hook up with John Flake eventually to... Um, to paint this and he's going to teach me on one of the, one of the masks he has, but I wanted to sort nice. of take that approach or at least that mindset, you know, to, to sort of become the character and, and uh, more so than we do at, at troops, you know, the, the way we, we, we try to anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, That's cool, it, dude. it was something like, I've been thinking about. I think, I think you're right. It is, it is a mindset, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 It's something I've been thinking about for a while. I think we talked about something like that uh, on, on one of our episodes before where mm-hmm. it was like a, I think a, a listener question and, and I think, I don't know whose response it was, but it was, it was something along the lines of like, if you just keep doing what you love and you happen to end up on a star Wars show. Sure. Then cool. Right. And if you don't end up on a star Wars show or something it's or okay. a movie or, or whatever, Oh, you like, Poor you. <laughs> you were just doing whatever you loved yeah, if for you the didn't whole get time. To do it, I mean, you know? it, 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 it's yeah, a win-win. Yeah. Either basically. way, it's a good thing. And but but I'm saying is because because I never thought about or, or considered painting um, some latex masks. And I know there are people that do it, but there's way more people that paint helmets and stuff. So I figured maybe hey maybe I'll I'll, I'll dive into that pool for a little bit and see what's going on and see how I can paint these and maybe I could buy a couple of these, paint them and sell them and, and do what I did with the helmets for, for years um, and try it out with the, the masks. I don't know. Um, but on top of that, I have that Praetorian helmet. I saw uh, you guys probably see and that I sent you guys through the chat. Probably. Um, I'm waiting on some 2k for that bad boy. And then I could throw a visor on it. Um, and I have that Mega Man X helmet. That's kind of obscure. Um, also waiting on 2K for that. Then I can. I, I think I'm going to do the metallic. Oh, I was going to say it's not, not yet. Not yet. Uh, 2K arrives on Saturday, so that's probably when it's going on. I guess that's it. So okay, on my workbench this week, I've gone. So I've been continuing to plug away on my Denizen. Um, I've got. I I I had this. I wanted something kind of more going on on my arms and so i i had this old ipod um an ipod like one of the ones with the screen and everything and so i thought it was it was small enough that it could fit on my arm but but big enough that it was you know it needed something i I couldn't just i didn't want to just strap it on there so i modeled a gauntlet um around the dimensions of this ipod and so i've got it printed out i'm kind of going through the post-processing work i will get this posted up on uh on instagram here in the next week or so 
my plan is I'll, I'll put the files up there in my file share. If anybody happens to have an iPod of that model, you'd be more than happy to take, I'd be more than happy to let you take the files, print it out. You'll have a little gauntlet that, that, uh, will hold that iPod. It looks pretty cool. Um, and again, I'll, I'll have, I've got, I've been taking video of my process and everything along the way. And, and I think it's so. sick, Ramey. It is really cool. Yeah. Incredible. And then, and then I got a weird, a weird bug up my behind to like kind of continue adding custom pieces to this denizen. So I modeled out a, like a jetpack backpack kind of combo thing that, um, hopefully is sitting on the printer finished when I get home. Um, and so it, it will, uh, it incorporates some details from the aesthetic of the helmet that I've got, which is a pretty distinctive looking helmet. So I modeled, um, all the, the, the details on this backpack around that. So it, it carries that same vibe and it'll be the same color palette and everything from the helmet to the gauntlet and to the backpack. So it start, I'm starting to kind of build all these custom pieces around what was originally just this helmet that I got. So, um, looking, looking forward to that. And I, and John's holding up these keys that he's got. Um, I, I, I started with the idea of having some, uh, like the Jedi temple guard keys kind of hanging from my belt, almost like, you know, like the janitor has a bunch of keys hanging from his belt, like that kind of thing. But maybe, uh, maybe some of those yeah. keys would be well, in, good added into the mix there. I, so, I, I so forgot to thing. mention these in, in, during my, my turn. Um, uh, well, prop, right, prop, right, props. Uh, who we already know, a friend of the podcast. Uh, first, uh, he had sent me uh, the the other keys he has, which are from like the ga- Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, there you go. There's the uh... yeah, there's that. Yeah, yeah. So he sent me the the keys from Galaxy's Edge, which I'm like they're on my workbench as well right now. They're getting prepped to be painted. But um, I just got these in the mail, which are like the Bad Batch version of those keys, and they're all individualized hunter wrecker crosshair tech echo nice. omega all the keys Sick. um and i have i think i have oh, awesome joe's stevens and ramey's here yes so nice. yay that's awesome oh what do you mean like keys for yeah like- Oh, oh yeah, like those keys for us, and those and those. I, as I understand it, those are a da- those are a Apparently, dad batch exclusive. These are right? just right for props. us, yeah. As, as, as far as I understand. Um, wow! Yeah, he but, messaged but me. The, on dude, that's so awesome. All the other designs yeah. are great. Yeah, the other ones the other are amazing are too. So yeah, definitely so check those right out. On. So yeah, so thank you so much. Oh dang, he's he's on the live. Is he? He's on the live, and he said, "Now Wrecker can lock the door of the Marauder, oh, so it won't get stolen again." Oh, <laughs> it's not Tech's fault. Spicy. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. Spicy. Uh, right yeah. on. And you dropped Tech. Thanks, Gosh, Ramey. That's two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> two for two. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's it for my workbench. That's it, Ramey. So Brian, Brian, oh, Brian, oh, that's old. I mean, I wish. Well, no, let, I'll go. Okay, and then I guess you I guess go, I'll and then I'll jump in. Right. Yeah, nice jacket, dude. It's so for it's the a video. One, it's a one-two punch. See this video? Walking, John gave me this sweet Star Lord jacket. Star Lord, sick I've jacket. I've been modifying, trying to make it a little bit more. That pattern looks so you know, nice. It's all I keep hearing all this like noisy. Yeah, I made a stencil for it, and. um put it on there because believe it or not he had like a pattern all over it and the jacket wasn't the right color too it was like a little bit more brown 
So I like did it burgundy and then I did this little pattern and then got that on there. And then I've just finished up these bad boys. Look at those blasters, dude. Ooh. The dual blasters. Um, pew, pew. And I picked these up off Etsy. They're 3D printed, but the man, the maker, um, and he had a very challenging name. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up and try to figure it out. Um, but he printed them uh, by color. So technically you didn't need to paint it, but of course I'm going to paint it. But um, man, like they're, they were not expensive at all. Um, very nicely priced. Um, was it a his, kit or his, was it like an all in one? It was a kit. It was a kit that was like, I, I've never seen prints. I think maybe I've just been printing with a big nozzle for so long. Not as big as Raimi's nozzle, but like a big <laughs> nozzle that um, fair. Uh, <laughs> It, uh, it, I'm not used to that fine detail, but like the detail on these things was like, there's like no work needed to them. It was, that was like Steven's, that's like Steven's, uh, kits that he used to make. Yeah. But on uh, Etsy, he's 42 labs, 3d. So interesting. I don't know, but, um, amazing. I'm just saying you, you can do, you can do a lot with a small nozzle. Yeah. It's about, you know, fine detail work. Yeah. You know, How's your set? I mean, you guys, you guys are saying it right here. You guys like the small nozzles. Yeah. Is it all about the settings? Is it all about the it mood? Is the settings got to be good. Um, got to be in the mood. But so yeah. So, um, and then I I picked up this Hasbro helmet for really cheap, and I couldn't leave it alone because the gap was so dang big in the back that I uh, I cut it off and fixed it all up and made it fit tighter to my head. So I've been working on that. Um, this is fun. This was a little project that Ramey instigated because he's going, he may not be your father boy, but he ain't your daddy. So <laughs> Mary Poppins. So yeah. on that note, so, so a little, uh, a little extra detail. So this started as essentially like most of our costume builds, this started as sort of a challenge or a dare. Um, some <laughs> somewhere s- similar to this ed- and intertwined with our attendance at Dragon Con. So earlier on in the year, somewhere along the way, uh, Brian and I made a pact that if one of us went to Dragon Con, the other one would. And then in the meantime, we we sort of wrapped around that this idea of if Brian does Star Lord, I'll do Yondu. So Mary Poppins, uh, y'all. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. So I've got the. Um, I think I posted on my story a while back in response to a post that Brian did, but I'll, I'll do something else now that we're talking about it again. Um, I've got the fin, the, 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 the volume, uh, guardians so of the good. galaxy volume two fin, um, the big tall one. I've got that printed out. It fits my head perfectly. Um, I have as, even though I'm not at home, so I don't have a lot to show in, in person here, but I've got the contact lenses cause his eyes are actually red. Um, Sweet. so I've got the contact lenses here. Uh, I figured out what his teeth need to look like. His teeth are jacked up. Like one of the teeth has like, I don't know, like a zebra print on it or something janky. Um, And then the other ones are all crooked. So I got to figure out how, I haven't entirely solutioned the teeth situation yet. So we'll figure that out. But um, we've got a source for the the soft goods, the jacket, all that. We've figured out, we know exactly what kind of uh, makeup and the color code that was used on production. So we can match the makeup perfectly. I'll have my airbrush, dude. When's, yep. um, so we're when gonna, is the event? We're at, when is it? Um, is the first week of September, I believe. Yeah, it's it starts in like the last day of August and rolls into September. Yeah, yeah we I have think time so. then to put it together. We do. Oh yeah, and, uh, it's the thirty first to the third. Are we all going Labor Day weekend? But we're gonna. 
I'm not. Uh, that's you're I mean, not. We've been talking about it forever. So I'm, yes, I'm trying, yes, I'm John, trying to figure out who is. You're going. Yeah. All of us, but Joe. Luke, Luke's trying to come. No, Joe. Me. I Joe, believe. Uh, uh, John, you bought. You bought. Your yeah, ticket I have, I have uh, the whole. I think that might be true. Yeah. Day, whatever it is. And I was in Atlanta last week for work, and I was doing a little bit of scouting. So I, I talked to friends that live there. They understand kind of the flow of traffic and people moving around the city during Wonder or during Dragon Con. We do not have to stay immediately in that area. We can stay farther out where it's cheaper. Mm. Take the train. Take the train in. I I got this figured out. I we have got a plan. I, I have a hotel, but it is stupid expensive. Yeah, no, we're like gonna change. We're gonna like change to that. We're gonna. It. If possible, we're going to move far. We're going to move farther out and we'll just, we'll just have a strategy for getting in and out each day. That's it. Okay. 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 I'll have a car too, but. Oh, um, and that's the con where it's in a, it's mostly like a hangout in between (laughs) hotels, right? It's four hotels. Isn't it just like a, there's a parade. It's a party, party. right? It's like a party con, like it's a wasted con, like pool party con, right? Four hotels, (laughs) but there's like a big parade and stuff too. So but but I'm, you know what? There. I've okay. I've never had like alcohol but, at a convention, not even like afterwards. Like usually, like after a con, I just leave. John, for real. We we John. hold on, hold on, hold on. John, we had beers at celebration. Except <laughs> with you guys when we did celebration. Okay, chill. I'm just saying, like uh, when I go to a convention, like here locally, like San Diego or oh, San Diego, I guess. Shit. Okay, like L.A. Yep, and, and, and things in Anaheim. <laughs> I usually don't drink. Like, I don't. You know, I just don't. So it, it, it would be kind of cool. Only cons in Utah, I don't drink. Yeah. Or do anything. Yeah, yeah low alcohol content. Yeah. Whatever. Um, my, my it's going to be super cool. I'm, I'm, I'm psyched. You know, it, this started with Ramey going, if you do Star-Lord, I'll do Yondu. And then you guys got to guys got a schedule. Jacket. You need to schedule time with Ryloth or one of those photographers that oh, they go down. Oh, for sure. For sure. 100%. I'm trying to get. She don't ever watch. So, so, so John, now you got to find something from Guardians of the Galaxy to do. I was just thinking, I, like, is there a way I to do out the whole thing and I Somehow. I busted no. out the I whole just, thing. And that's I, hard, dude. <laughs> that's too hard. I, I showed Tori and I was like, hey, can oh. I paint you green? Make her Gamora. She was like, absolutely not. But uh, and then I was like, how about Star-Lord's girlfriend? And I got her the shirt. <laughs> Nice oh, shirt. Preemptively. Yeah. It's the shirt, which was the shirt he was wearing when his mom died. Yeah. That's the shirt that when he was abducted that he had on. And then the girlfriend's wearing it in the beginning of Dang. volume one. Dang. Yeah. So Barit. Barit is her name. So Burrito. I got that in the back pocket. Burrito. Let me, can I paint you purple? <laughs> so that's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited. Star Lord. John, you on. should do Drax. Give <laughs> his head. Just go rocket, dude. Just rocket. I'm psyched on it. You know what? I'm That's hyped the, on Guardians. Actually, now that I think about that, that would be really cool. Because you guys are doing those characters, that would really be cool to do a custom Ravenger. Oh man, it would. that would be dude, cool. It does. <laughs> yeah, you could uh, just get. Just buy like Star Lord, Star Lord gear, mod them, yeah, it, which are easily yeah. available. So's Kragans, yeah, and then yeah, just mod yeah. it, just punk it up, dude. Like Crack cra- Craglin, Craglin, that's his name. Like if yeah. you wanted to be too. an alien Ravenger, you could even just make your own. You're there you go, John. John. Do do a do a Bith Ravenger, <laughs> a Star Wars oh, Marvel mashup. 
Oh, hey, why not? I don't know. John, do taser face. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Taser face. Taser face. Rocket cracking up. God, John, go see Guardians 3, please. Come on. All right. Anybody else on workbench? <laughs> um, so real quick update. Um, got the local clan sort of eyes on Kim's Mando kit and got some thumbs up after some adjustments. So now it's going up to the bigger Mercs. We'll have to wait for that approval process, but um, it's a process. So I just want to put out encouragement for those that are maybe, maybe thinking about joining a, 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 you know, a group, one of the clubs, um, just just take the advice the best way you can. Just try to work away at it, chip away at it, take new photos, and then just do it. It, it might not go as fast as you want, but it's okay. Eventually, you're going to be in the club, and it'll be fun. So that's it. That's all the update I have. So we just took photos a couple of days ago and got the thumbs up for the initial pre-approval, and now we should be almost there. Sometimes nice. sometimes a little, little, little Photoshop, little. I don't Photoshop, man. <laughs> no. I, I thought of something else to add. And you talking about Kim's Mando made me think of it. So I did the poll. Oh, yeah. Since, since last week, I did the poll for narrowing in on the color scheme around um, around my Let's Build a Mando project, right? So And purple won the vote. So purple will be the predominant color used on my armor. So we'll see. I will, I'm going to put together multiple palettes and people will get to vote amongst those. And, and that'll kind of dictate like flight suit versus armor and like an accent color and things like that. So uh, we'll see what, uh, how it comes out, but I might be having to pick your brain. Cause if, if I land on a color scheme, that's in kind of the family that of what Kim's got, it might make sense to try and line up with that. Do you know, what's funny rain, is that dude. you, you made, uh, you made my emblem, I guess, you know, uh, for my belt buckle, which Kim yeah. is also using. I saw I that. Had, I had to explain that, uh, when I submitted it, cause it's part of the story, part of the lore for these There's a story background for these custom Mandos, but basically these Mandos and Emily, she was watching now. She helped with some of that story too, um, flesh out the story, but yeah. So it's kind of cool how it's going full circle with this whole purple thing. And then John, your boys that worked on the show, I don't, I don't know if I can mention their names, but they said they weren't allowed to use purple. Really? Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. They weren't allowed to use purple for any of the custom mandos or the mandos that you see on the show. Maybe it was and too dark. So, Ramey, I don't oh, know if you want to rethink. I no, there's a reason for that because that's part of the Death Watch color scheme. That's what I was going to say. Purple mm-hmm. and blue. Mm-hmm. There were probably some shades of blue that they had to stay away from to not conflict with uh, the night owls too. Uh, that right. way, those that way they were different. Like that way, factions. Those those sequences. There was enough contrast. That, those color palettes yeah. were. Yeah, there were because they wanted they wanted the groups to look like defined clans. So between I the night owls, nugget. the death watch, and, and so on. Dude, that's pure dad batch pod content right there, bro. That was awesome. Stuff. There, there was something too, Ramy. I don't, I don't think we talked about this on the podcast. But when I built these blasters, um, you know the the handles on these are carbon fiber. Oh, that's and right. I, yeah, I wanted to get this look, and I, I think this is a good thing just to talk about workbench, right? We always talk about things like hydro dipping. People have seen it. I've seen it on YouTube, on Instagram, and always been like, "Whoa, that's like really cool." But I had no idea or concept of 
how it works. I just looked it up on YouTube how to do it. It's literally a film that you set on top of water and spray an activator on it and you dip the piece into it. I found a bunch of how-tos on YouTube, bought the stuff on Amazon. It was 25 bucks and hydro dipped the handles and it came out good enough that I needed to get this crazy carbon fiber texture that you wouldn't, I don't, I don't even know how you would make it happen. Um, and I literally, I just, I just Googled it, YouTube bought the stuff and now I have carbon fiber handles and I know Ramey went and did wood grain on some yeah. blasters. Yep. Um, and same process you described, it came out great. Super yeah. happy with the results. So, hydro dipping, so can, man. Can, yeah. you, can you explain to me what hydro dipping is? Because it sounds like water. <laughs> okay. So it's it's this film and it, it comes in a sheet and it's sort of transparent, but sort of not like, and it's got the pattern digitally printed onto this film. And so you literally fill like a tub up with water and mine specifically wanted cold water. I don't know if yours specified, Brian, but mine wanted cold. Um, Use warm you, to rinse it off. You you lay the film on that, wait one minute, and then there's a can of aerosol spray that you spray on top of that. And what that oh, does shoot. is it, it kind of activates everything. And the plastic part of the film just is gone by then. And it's literally – at that point, it's literally pixels of ink floating on the water. And when you dip something down into it, that – adheres to what you dip into it. And so you dip the piece all the way in, kind of shake it around underwater to get the film that's on the top to like kind of scatter away. And when you pull that part out, it is painted with the pattern that had previously been floating on the top of the water. It's crazy. I have an idea. That's how John's going to be Drax. You're going to put that stuff on a tub. In the bathtub. He's going to come up out of the tub. pool. And then we like, we like lay him down all kind of like baptism style. And be wrapped wrapped in blue or whatever his skin looks like. Yeah. There you go, John. It's really, it's really, I was always fascinated by it and never understood how it worked until I looked it up. And honestly, the hardest part about it's the, it's, there's like time, right? It's like when you have to lay the film on the water a certain way because no water can get on top of it. That's really like the only like major that in time, because once you lay it down on the water, you only it's, have a certain amount of time to get the activator on it and then dip your piece. Did you get it, it the first right. time or did you have to like do it again? Or the first one I did came out a little wonky in this, in the picture you guys are looking at, but most people won't see it, but yeah, it's like in the middle, you can see some parts that are clumping. And that was honestly more because I, um, I, I rinsed it for too long under hot, hot water. So mm. it just kind of washed it off because what you do is after it's dry, cause you, so you, you pull the part out, you rinse it off with warm water, all the clumps and stuff come off of it and then you let it dry and then you clear coat over it. So yep. matte gloss, oh, however you want it to look. So I just did a matte and that, then it's, it's on there. It's not coming off. It, it's gone. Dude, but they look sick, I man. I did the first time, the first time I will say I put the, um, film upside down because <laughs> the film yeah there's the a film in one way and i put it on upside down because <laughs> i did oh, it and i was like shoot. what's going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're just poking happening. at it like yeah i was stick. just poking at it but the film is cheap the film i mean you buy like a big long roll of it um but hydro dipping super cool if you, anyone has any kind of texture literally just youtube how to do it it's not expensive i think the can is the most expensive part then you can just buy films for 20 bucks of whatever you want they have patterns galore 
So yep. Raimi did wood grain and it came out. It looks like wood. Yeah. And I did wood grain on top of two different colors of paint. So the first one was black. And so it came out a darker wood grain. And then the other one was sort of an ivory and it came out super bleached out white, but it was still wood grain. So it looked like two different kinds of wood just because the paint underneath it was two different shades. Cause it's transparent. It has yeah. It's just real. It's really just the grain that's yep. going on. So it's, yep. it's going to pick Ooh. up the color that was underneath. So if Which anybody that cool. goes back and looks at my denizen post that I had where it's like the pants are laying there and like the two blasters are sort of on there and like, there's a picture of the, the blaster handles. You can see the two colors. Which was cool. Cause this carbon fiber, the guy had printed the handles out of a metallic filament, like a, like a perp, like a almost black, but purple filament. So it's got, so it was shiny. So the carbon fibers on top of this like shiny filament is really, it's really, really cool. Hydro dipping. Dude, guys, we're adding, we're adding new techniques to our repertoire. Tools. We've got, we've got hydro dipping. We've got John doing slushing painting. Man, this is awesome. It's, um, That's the hobby. That's what it's about. Yeah. And it's like, we've been doing this for years, but we're literally now in 2023 adding Adding new techniques. I love it. Um, that's awesome. Hey, Ramey. Hey, Stephen. We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. So, Ramey, before you start the news, I want to ask you. Okay. Best or favorite memory or example of fatherhood in your life? Hmm. Of me being a dad or of my experience with my dad? Could be any. Could be either. Could be both. It's up to you, man. Oh, man. Okay. Could so, be like Indiana Jones and his dad. Like how cool you thought that was. <laughs> the So I, as, as I've talked about before, I've always loved airplanes and kind of space and wanted to be an astronaut when I was a little kid and everything. And my, my dad was very encouraging. And my, my dad actually – had a private pilot's license, although he never took me up in a plane, um, which I, I don't know. I don't remember why. My, I, he's been gone for about 15 years now, so uh, I'd, I'd have to love to go back and ask him about that. But when he, when I was little, anytime there was an air show, um, so you know, you, at the Air Force bases, the, you know, they bring all the planes out and you can go see them and sometimes the space shuttle's there or whatever. Like, and, like anytime there was one at Edwards Air Force Base or at the Air Force bases out, which is the big one in Southern California or at any of the bases, we would go. And it was the kind of thing where it's like, you got to be there at like 7 a.m. when they open the gate. And so it was always like, he'd get me up in the middle of the night and it'd be dark and I'd sleep in the back of the car on the drive. And of course, like he never would go. My dad didn't take the freeway anywhere to save his life. Like it was somehow he knew how to get from here to San Francisco on surface streets. It was, it was mind numbing at the time, although it was kind of endearing now that I look back at it. And, uh, and we, we'd get there and we'd go to the air show and, you know, you, you get to snow cone and it melts on you. And like, there's the kind of the, the normal things that happen at an event like that, but it's just this culmination of, of all those memories of that. And so now, we fairly often get opportunities to do air show related events with the 501st, whether it's El Centro down in Joe's neck of the woods or at some of the air force bases out by us. And I, I love going to those because it brings me back. Like as I'm sitting there, yeah, I'm sitting there in a costume, but I'm walking around and I'm looking at these airplanes. I'm thinking, man, I'm like, I, how cool is it that I'm like dressed as a stormtrooper and I get to hang out with like the blue angels or whatever, but it's, it's mm -hmm. like, 
in the, at the same time in the back of my head, I'm remembering back to those events with my dad. So that's awesome. That's Is awesome. Our first, trip, our, circle? our first troop together was at an air show. Was it the March one? Yeah. Uh, that, that was Terry's first troop too, where yeah. she came oh, riding really? in on the, she came riding in on the, the back of the golf court in a stormtrooper suit standing on the back. Of I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it was just eagerness or naivete, but that was my first troop ever. And I did all three shifts <laughs> and yeah. I just stood there. I just stood oh there. All day. Savage. Where were you? Uh, wearing? Scout, biker Bikers, scout, biker uh, scout. I literally stood there all day and didn't it's move. Million it's hours. Yeah. Well, that's because by you were basically a block of wood. By the time you sweat wow. everything out of you after the first shift, you were stuck. So that's awesome, man. I'm gonna make it a point now to go to every air show that you go to. Mm. We will go. Let's do it. Uh, air show so. troops are fun. They are. Okay. Uh, news, right? So, uh, okay, they're not necessarily pointing at the strike as the reason. However, um, Disney has released um, their film lineup calendars for the next several years. And we've already got one time shift for the Star Wars films that had previously been announced. So the original date for the first of the three films was sometime in December of uh, 2025. And that was going to be the um, New Jedi Order film, uh, the Ray film. And, uh, that film has now been pushed to, I think it's the 22nd of May of 26. But what that means is in 20, in 2026, we're getting two films because they didn't push the other two films out. So we've got Filoni's Heir to the Empire in December of 26. And then we've got the uh, the Mangold Dawn of the Jedi film in 27, December of 27. So we originally had December of 25, 26, 27 three years in a row, all in December. Now that first one got pushed out to May and the other two have stayed put for the time being. So. Hmm. Shifts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And now, though, I mean, it's kind of expected, I think. Right. I don't know. They moved some Marvel stuff around too, right? They did. They did. Pulled Deadpool up. When did they ever pull stuff up? That was a little wild. It was like three months or Something. Because it's already it's already in post production, I think. A year, right? Yeah. Deadpool yeah. came up, so they're moving that up because that's all they got. They're pulling things up because they need something constantly trickling out, right? And there's nothing right now, so it's it's done. Yeah, yeah and I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're done with that because I do know that as recent as a few weeks ago, they were still casting for some smaller parts. So I think that there's still some bits and pieces being ironed out on that one, and and those because of the timing of that, that might not even be able to get filmed right now because of I know the strike. That I know they're pushing the Avengers movies like they're pushing those out two years. Yeah. So it's like 2027 or something that we're getting that. Yep. Okay. Um, a lot of video game news this week. And that's honestly pretty much the bulk of the rest of what we've got. Uh, and I'll start with some of the smaller stuff before we get into Star Wars Outlaws, which is where it's all at. Um, so a little bit of news. Uh, so this the director for the old Star Wars 1313 game, so if you remember several years ago, and there was a point in time where this was also referred to as um, Underworld. And I think this game was the, uh, like, and this is where, like, some of the concept Boba, Boba Fett 
artwork where he's got sort of a, a soft goods vest and like there's some really good boba designs that came out of the game art for this 1313 game which again was also intertwined with the word underworld um the director for that uh dominic robillard uh he is now working on a new star wars game um so Amy Hennig's Star Wars game, and I'm sorry, I don't have my notes entirely organized on this. Uh, so he's joining uh, Skydance New Media as their game director to help work on both Star Wars and Marvel projects. Now, we don't know a lot about what these um, what this game entails, but again, there there is some movement here at the executive level um, within the game studios for the purpose of focusing on some Star Wars games. So we'll see where that one goes. Nice. And then this next one, and I'm going to need help from everybody on this because there has been a ton of media and I have not been able to keep up with all of it. But uh, we have seen both uh, cinematic trailers as well as gameplay now for Star Wars Outlaws. So this is the big open world game. Um, So here in my notes, so uh, we got uh, in a a press release that was – put out shortly after the announcement, we learned that the Outlaws is set between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi in the timeline. Um, you're As players, you're controlling uh, a character named Kay Vess, who, along with her friend... Uh, Kay Vess is voiced by uh, Humberly Gonzalez. And her and her friend Nix, who's a little creature voiced by our good friend D. Bradley Baker, along with a command... Uh, what I assume is a reconfigured commando droid... Um, ND, ND5, voiced by Jay Rincon. Um, you're playing as those characters in an attempt, and you will attempt one of the greatest heists the Outer Rim has ever seen. So, and it touts, the press release touts the game as the first open world Star Wars game, with Lucasfilm Games VP Doug Riley noting that uh, Star Wars Outlaws will be an action adventure story filled with characters and planets, both new and well known to the Star Wars galaxy. So, and again, we've got both cinematic and uh, and gameplay footage from this. So, I, with that, I'm going to kind of leave it. I, I know I'm not the only one that's followed along with some of this these releases, and you guys probably have some things to add. So, it's pretty rad. It's like when you say open world, that's like GTA, right? Like it's you can just roam around. Yeah. So I assume, and and listen, like I'm not. I'm not the world's biggest gamer. I probably need to drag my son into this conversation to actually get some good intel here. But my my understanding is is there's probably like the, a campaign where you're playing as this character and you've got to navigate through some achievements to to play through the game, but then also a certain degree of freedom to move around. Um, and I don't know if that happens just as part of the campaign or if if there's more of a free play mode where you can just kind of go do your own thing. But um, is that how does the how do these normally work, John? Uh, well, I would assume it's something like that like a free play like where you can just go and there's probably easter eggs and little um you can probably find little secret things maybe i'm not sure to be honest you could probably just steal vehicles like left and yeah. right you know what i mean if it's like that for That's sure it's gonna be fun take dude. bikes yeah and i think it's supposed to be and, just yeah. like just like gta or red dead redemption so you are the main character but you can do anything in this, in this open in world this that's world. cool it's amazing these are dangerous times. At least that's what I hear. The Empire? They're everywhere. But the world here? 
belongs to the syndicates. We get the pikes. I want to survive. Cantina. I have to play their game. Looks like I'm all in. She's in here somewhere. On second thought, I'm out. There she is. Ship, Jalen. Give me a chance. You're gonna have to trust me. It'll be dangerous, risky. But if you pull this off, you'll never look over your shoulder again. The underworld shows no mercy. It's a big galaxy out there, and I'm gonna risk it all. Star Wars Outlaws, coming 2024. If you took the humans out of it, it looks like the movie. It looks like the show. Like when you see all the aliens and everything, I was like. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, was like, real. John, John can do. Started. John can be that one. John can be that one. Yeah. John can yeah. be that one. I was like one, yeah. two, three. Yep, I was counting them all in my head. <laughs> that's crazy, Looks and that's good. all the story, right? So like, perfect. Yeah. I can just YouTube that. Was that Han Solo and Carbonite? It's it was. Mm-hmm. He's he's in Carbonite at that point in time because the yeah. game is set between those two films. And you see Jabba on okay. his on his little barge that's kind of floating, not barge, but his little whoa, throne. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That looks so good. Ooh, yeah, ooh, and the, 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 we see the pikes. They seem to be play a fairly heavy uh, role, as in, and they mention underworld. The Underworld's going to be the main so. focus, I think, for this entire game. It's, good. it's my, it's, it's got my like jam. Young Han Solo vibes, but with a female protagonist, right? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Well, when she when she stepped on the ship, I thought that was Han's voice. I thought that was Harrison Ford's voice. But then he turned around Maybe. and it's this other, I don't know who the other character But like she's gambling Jaylen. and then That's like Jalen, the, there's like people after her and then she has to run out and she gets on the bike and, you know, takes out, you know, I don't know. Totally gave me like typical Solo typical vibes. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's not a bad thing. Like I'm, I'm just describing. I love it. What I got out of I it. I could yeah. totally tell that was D. That was D Baker. Totally. <laughs> yep. Yep. All this. <laughs> all those little sounds i mean halfway between perry the platypus and eagly somewhere in there which <laughs> yeah. are both which are both him and uh and uh tauntaun oh yeah yeah so yeah i, was gonna, I, was, we, I think we were all gonna do it we, we were, were all we were all that. 
because we would not do it justice. So, uh, so, so yeah, that, and, and that is it for the news. Yes. Why did you make me do this? I guess you have a choice. You want a war or do you want to just give me a gun? My father, he go toilet on my hands. Oh my God. Urine is oh 35 God. degrees Celsius, oh staves God. off the frostbite. How is this relevant? You know, fathers. <laughs> All right, John, before you start your hard drive here, uh, question for you, man. What is your best or favorite memory or example of fatherhood in your life? Um... Um, well, uh, I, I didn't grow up with my dad too much, so, um, I feel like there were, there might've been moments in my life where having a fatherly figure would have, um, like I would have benefited from it greatly if I had that type of, uh, role model, uh, in my life in those certain moments, but, I try to um, basically be there for my daughter the way my dad might not have been there for me. Um, and it's mostly just being present, really. Um, just always, you know, every time it, I, I feel bad for my wife because every time it, it comes up in a way where, where she has to decide, like to go with someone and we don't, and, and I tell her, I'm like, don't, don't make her decide. Like, don't ask her, who do you like better? Who do you prefer? Don't do that. Like, you know, <laughs> but sometimes the, the decision comes up and she always kind of comes with me and that's it, not always, but m- most of the time. Um, but um, I'm like, damn, my wife my, my, might come in. No, but um, <laughs> like, yeah, watch oh, what you say. She listening? <laughs> yeah. No, but um. I just feel like I owe her everything that I was denied essentially. And I don't want her to be without that. So that's what I feel is most important to me, at least um, for me to transfer over to her, you know, just, just to be there for her. And, and um, yeah, for, yeah, that's basically it. Dude, thanks for sharing that. That's not easy to share, but thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Number one space poppy. Hey. Number one space poppy. <laughs> poppy Darth Vader. She's probably going to run it. <laughs> you know, that's a good moment. point, though. That, that's a good point. Just real quick. Um, I think Father's Day and some of these holidays, Mother's Day, Christmas, whatever, are not great days for certain people. And, um, and so I think, John, that's just a great example of, you know, you learning and moving forward in a positive way. And... Amy's going to be incredible for it. So that's awesome, mm. dude. So just want to put that Yeah. Out. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah. But otherwise, um, I think uh, we, we don't have a film to talk about otherwise, uh, other than the, the Visions season two, uh, episode six, right? We don't have anything else, right? Just making sure. That's okay. it. Okay, cool. Well, I, I got to figure something out eventually for uh, the hard drive. But um, anyway, okay. So Vision Season 2, Episode 6. This episode is called The Spy Dancer. It is 19 minutes uh, long. <clears throat> and a um, the synopsis is 
The premier dancer at an imperial frequented cabaret is tested when her identity is compromised. So, off the bat, this episode gives me heavy, heavy, heavy Inglorious Bastard vibes. Um, oh, right. Dang, nice. Because oh, nice connection, right? Because it's all totally. basically. Yep. I don't know if it's a Nazi thing, a Nazi vibe, but there's a lot of Imperials that go yeah. to this place the same way you would connect, uh, the same way you saw in Inglorious Bastards. And not yeah. only that, this is a French. Um, I think it's a French studio, so the accents are French. Which uh, the studio was owned by a. Fr- I'm sorry, the theater was owned by a French. A uh, woman in Inglorious Bastards. I don't know how that connects. It connects some somehow. Um, hmm. And basically, yeah, the identity is compromised and all that. It's, it's it's almost, you know, very. It's super similar. Uh, and I got that right away off the bat. That's why last week I was like, oh, I have I have stuff to say. Um, <laughs> dude you but mentioned yeah, that uh, last week and that's the only thing that was in my brain the whole time watching the show and i could it felt familiar the whole time but i just couldn't put my finger on it right and now that you said that I'm well, like, it, dude, yeah totally yeah because c- they're just basically fooling the imperials the same way not the same way but very closely the way they were doing it in the in that film and 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 that's the, the vibe i yeah, got from it put them all in the, um, in the theater and yeah yeah, well, it didn't end the same way, obviously. Fish in a but barrel. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but what did you guys think? I loved it. Uh, compared to last week, I think that this was um, the action was good, the story was good, um, everything was well thought out, well paced. Um, I love the little twist at the end. The twist. Um, and yeah. I and I I. So I guess this is something that I that I. A trend for me is that I like when these short stories that we're getting in Visions um, leave you not so much with like a cliffhanger, but a jumping off point to where if these uh, studios come back for like Vision Season 3 or something, they can continue that story. Um, And I like that because, you know, we got that with uh, episodes last season, which I'm still begging for continuations of. Uh, and we got that. A I was going to say, I'm surprised we haven't gotten that yet. Right, right. Too much. Um, but yeah, the spike. Man, dude, now that you mentioned Inglorious Bastards, it's like, ugh, yeah, it all it all connects. It was good. I liked it. it it's like spot on. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Uh, Joe or, or Brian. The animation drew me in like right away. Uh, the the. Uh, I gosh, I didn't even, I didn't even think of that inglorious. I didn't either. Reference. That's such a good. That's really, really call out. Really yeah. cool. That's a deep cut, bro. Yeah, for sure. The, the wrecker sized stormtrooper. I was. It might have been a coincidence, that, like the whole time, because with like you know. that guy and the other guy had like poop on him or mud or whatever was on him, like <laughs> yeah, like stain, like. Staining. Like brown stuff on him, I don't know. It was kind of weird, but it was funny how the one stormtrooper was like wrecker sized. So it may be I was more focused in on that and how they took their helmets off. I wasn't even paying attention to what was going on that they were like at a theater at like an imperial. Did that not look identical to Blake, clone to snug? Yes, totally. Right, totally looked like Blake with the with, with yeah. everything. I was like, wow. Yeah. But when they took their helmets off, I was like immediately like, oh, so these guys maybe aren't 
stormtrooper. So like, I'm thinking of all that while like probably important parts of the story. Oh, you went that route. (laughs) Cause I'm just like, why are their helmets off? What's going on? Why is she, why is she She off duty? Um, but, uh, man, the, the twist at the end too was super cool. Um, the, the dancer and it wasn't her daughter, right? It was just, a uh, her friend, the dancer, I don't know. The other dancer. Was that clear? It was like a family member like, or something. Cause they, they had the like, same eyes too. Right. Yeah. They, they were close. like yeah. super BA. Like they were so rad, man. The, the super artistic scenes with the dress and the ribbons and everything flying around, man. That was so cool. Um, uh, I loved, uh, I loved it. It was, it was, the design was super cool. Um, what a great, the family and I just watched it like right before we started recording and, and, uh, Tori was like, that was my favorite episode. Like that was really, really cool. So it was a thumbs up in this household. The only thing missing was now that I'm thinking about it, John is nobody said Gorlami, you know, and, you know, sorry, Inglorious Bastards reference, but um, yeah, no Italian uh, <laughs> intergalactic Italians in, uh, in that theater. What we do here Gorlami. is kill Nazis. I need my scalps. One more time. Gorlami. I need my scalps. <laughs> I I loved yeah. it, dude. Animation was great. I love seeing stormtroopers, <laughs> and it was cool to see them on R and R. You know, it's kind of like when the clones go to the bar and they're kind of on, you know, uh, in the club, yeah. kind of relaxing. Um, and then it's always cool to see other new characters with sort of like this Jedi, you know, ability or, you know, force ability, but it was like in dance with ribbons is kind of like watching Cirque du Soleil kind of thing, you know, which is really cool. Yeah. 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 If you guys ever go to Vegas or you're able to see a Cirque du Soleil, like it's kind of like that. It's really cool. That's what I wanted to say. It reminded me of watching Ka. We went and saw Ka in Ka's Vegas. Amazing, right? That's one of those shows. Amazing. That, yeah. And that's it, what it was like. It was like watching a show. People yeah. flying around over the audience. And um, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this one. It, it was up there. It's good. All right. And that's it. For your information, the stinger of a Yalvik queen is a delicacy on some planets. Joe, best or favorite memory or example of fatherhood in your life? Ooh. Dude, I got a good one for the ages. And there's no way you could have... I, I say the force was involved in this one. So the birth of your children is a special moment. And I kind of mentioned it to you guys when we were talking about Father's Day that I wasn't there for my second son's birth. He was four months old when I first saw him, right? That's just that's just from being in the military, being deployed. Um, it happens, unfortunately, just you're not home for special, incredible events. And it completely sucks. And it makes you feel like throwing up that you miss those opportunities. But this is a really cool story. And I'm not kidding you. This is exactly what happened. So at the time... I knew Kim was pregnant. She was in Texas. I was deployed and I'm in the middle of nowhere, but I know it's around the right time for her to give birth. So I'm checking my email constantly. I wake up, I'm on a different time zone, obviously. And I check my, my unclassified email and there's an email from Kim saying, my water broke. I'm on my way to the hospital. Here's the phone number. I'm like, Oh crap. And I'm counting the the hours and I'm like, I, I think I missed the birth. 
like I, I'm really feeling this regret, all these emotions, right? So I asked my boss, boss, I need a phone like ASAP. And, and he's like, okay, cool. So quickly get a phone. I'm not kidding. I called the number. Uh, Mr. Lara, yes, we were expecting you. Um, let me patch you into her room number. My sister answers the phone. Joe, oh my gosh, here's Kim. She says, baby? Then I hear the nurse say, get ready to push. Ready? And so at the same time, I'm counting in this other part of the world, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, Kim, breathe. Breathe. And so we do this. I'm not kidding. We do this for like 30 minutes. And then, wah, oh my gosh. Like, dude, you can't, you can't write that. Chat GPT could not write that story. Like that. <laughs> well, that, now they can. Now, now they, they can. can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's part of the algorithm. Um, but no. Put like, in the prompt. Yeah. Dude. And so I was like, Kim, because she was obviously exhausted. She had been in labor for so long. And I, oh, dude, I was like smiling. I was like, Kim, you need, you need to like rest. Let's put the phone. She's like, no, no, no. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. Like, do not hang up. Like, okay, okay, okay. So I'm like on the phone. And we're just kind of just catching up. And I hadn't spoken to her in, in a while because, I mean, it's just. The, the, I could the, see Kim being like that, too. Like, no, 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 stay on. Stay yeah, on. yeah. And and then <laughs> after like 30 minutes, she was like getting tired and whatever. And they're like, hey, uh, the nurses were saying you should probably hang up. So we hung up. Dude, talk about like it sucked to not be there. But that was so special. Like that. I mean, dude. You were still there. Yeah, I was there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's my special story. That's amazing, That's man. Awesome. Yeah, a little That's choked so up on that one. So rad. <laughs> That's really, really cool. That's good. Yeah. I haven't shared that, that story happened. too much, so now the freaking world knows, but that's okay. That's okay. Dude, and that list. was that yeah, was like 30 sweet. years ago, right? No, he's 20. <laughs> that's Austin. It's bro. That was before I was cell phones. That was Austin or Brandon, or? yeah. That was yeah, so it was a it was a Morse code connection oh. is what we had, you know. <laughs> now, Kim's yeah. more she's like <laughs> Pony, Pony Dude, imagine nowadays there's FaceTime. That's crazy. Yeah. My last deployment we had we had yeah. you know we had FaceTime calls and so I was yeah. able to look at my kids and hologram yeah. yourself. That was crappy, now, but whatever. You know, see your, <laughs> Put yourself your there, right? You could be like a hologram. Push. Push. <sighs> Yeah, you put your hand. There. Oh. It's coming. <laughs> Here it is. Wah, 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 wah. Okay, Joe, uh, Q and A. Oh yeah, focus. <laughs> focus. Focus, Joe. Let's get out of here. Focus. Eleven o'clock. Okay, so we got <laughs> we got this um, awesome <laughs> question from Kira. Love Kira Machado. Um, she hit me up, and and we've. Uh. We've asked, we've answered questions kind of similar, but this is different. This is regarding building. Biggest regret or mistake you've made since you've been making costumes and props, and how did you overcome it? I think I, I'm just gonna say, not not a not a problem, but a thing a thing that I overcame was instead of buying finished items, I learned how to paint them and make them myself. 
which I guess is the entire point of making the product. And, and that and that's right? problem solving. <laughs> that's like that's well, problem. Well, that's solving, how it right? started though. For, for example, like a lightsaber, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of a, a, a big problem. I think is it safe to that say I, that there's a bunch of problems and you just kind of figure out how to overcome them? Money and time. That's usually the two things. Well, you know, there's, <laughs> there's always there's obstacles. Like, yeah, there's like stupid mistakes that I've made, where I was just like, most recently was London. When I was printing the, the I was printing the Wrecker, season two, leather <laughs> Under Armour, his, his first layer of armor, I was printing it on the plane. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like I, I had everything timed out in my head because we were we were on that such of a con crunch, that I was like, all right, I can get right. this entire kit printed. And painted and everything, you know, a day before I have to leave, which I technically did, but then I put it on and I size and I forgot to size it to me. I printed the files at a hundred percent. I should have stuck it to like 105, 106%. So when I put on the chest plate, it was just a little too small. It's like wearing a size medium when you should have a it was like a medium when you should have had the large is a medium yeah oh and that was just complete oversight uh on my part like i i missed one of the most crucial steps like when it comes to 3d printing is scaling do you use um armor smith you don't use armor smith do you oh no i use um, let me show you guys because I I found hey, these. So real quick, Armorsmith is not okay, accurate. Enough. It's a tool to help you get close. I just want to put that out there. Don't rely and on it only Armorsmith works on as PCs. a tool. And it only it's works a good on reference, PCs. right? Yeah, it's just a reference. And don't yeah, there, there's a way to use it and a way not to use it. So be careful with it. These I've talked about oh. these on the show before. I have calipers? The cosplay oh, calipers. calipers, right? So what you do is you just or Moon Knight, the god. It's conchu. How do you measure <laughs> with that? So, Even yeah. so, you You're measuring you your put, market. Uh, you can measure your how, head, how, your ear tip to how, ear tip, and then you measure, and then you you measure the distance tip on this. to tip. Yes, you, you the measure tip, tip to tip. Tip to tip. And then, uh, cool. Take your buddy to do that. You can find out how measure big the dark side of that head. You gotta call a buddy. I, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. Next. Caliper, <laughs> got it. Tip, tip, tip to tip. Issues. Okay, so back to the question. Issues, problems, regret. Measure twice, print once. That's a good tip. I, and I know it's a cliche sometimes, and it just kind of goes in one ear, out the other, but it's it's it's, it's, it's founded true. on <laughs> experience. On truth. So I've, yep. I've got one kit. So you guys all have various pieces of armor from uh, from Jim Trapon, so uh, Jim Urquoy, right? Like the, the fiberglass armor, right? Yep. And I know that I... Yes. So I have one kit. I have a Praetorian Guard that was that's the same kind of material. Not a fan. I don't know that I would ever do another kit that was using that fiberglass material again. Um, was not a fan of working with it when I had to build something with it. And, and, and I know that pl- hundreds of other people have made 
happily made kits out of that. I am, this is a personal thing. I am not happy with the results that I got out of that. And I think what it really speaks to is, is like, I, there is a, there's a certain amount of knowledge that you have to have in order to properly finish and work with a, a given, any given material. Working with that fiberglass was not something that I was familiar with and I was not happy with the results of the one mm. kit that I made using it. Um, and I didn't have at the time. I didn't have access to the the resources that I do now to to kind of suss that out and understand it. So again, it goes back to kind of understanding the material that you're working with and making sure that you're making the right choices as far as finishing process and 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 paint and whatever it is that you're adding to it, um, so that it actually kind of all works together. John's itching to say something. What is it? I also think, yes, I also think it depends on the costume you're making. Because it might work out for a clone trooper, for example, and it might not work out for a Praetorian guard, you know, could, for, could for whatever reason, yeah. you know, this way or the other. Um, because I personally do like that kit on my season one hunter. I love that kit. Um, and mostly because it is very flexible and it is forgiving in the sense of like the tolerance it has, like it, it won't completely burst like a 3d print might if i if i go too far compared to you know yep you know right it, it might crack a little bit which it has but you can literally like ca glue that spot and and you're you're solid um for a while yeah. probably so but yeah I, I think it just it might depend also yeah. And, and ultimately, again, I think it actually kind of points back to the same thing. I think it's just a matter of understanding the materials, the limits that it has, and the steps and techniques necessary to work with it. And maybe it, you either need to be prepared to redo some stuff or you may not be happy with the results. You know, I, I love this question because the word regret. Um, I think if I, if I was asked this question maybe <laughs> 10 years ago, I'd probably respond differently, but I look at like learning opportunity. I look at mistakes as learning opportunities now. Right. And I think we all do. So I'm not trying to say like, I've, I've come to realize this in my wisdom. No, no, I'm not trying to say that, but, but it's just, it's just a, a position of the mindset, I guess, of, of how you look at things and, and what do you do when you get down on it? Like when you get down on yourself, when you get down on the thing, how do you move past it? And so some people, will vent mm. and that's all they need to do. Other people will maybe share with their group, like the squad, like we have and say, Hey, I did this. I'm not sure I'm too happy with it. Um, I, you know, when I, when I was building, I didn't know you guys and it was during COVID. So I was doing it in my garage through the forums. That's mm -hmm. all the connection I had to people. And would I've liked to have people around me, you guys around me? Oh, heck yes. I probably would have saved so much time, saved so much um, money on, on, on uh, seriously, like on wasted <laughs> materials. But where I kind of see it from a different angle is I've learned so much from that. And, uh, and it's a kind of relation to fatherhood, right? So the fathers, and this is to all the dads listening, like, there are times where we try to protect our, we're always trying, we're always protecting our family and our kids always a hundred percent of the time, but sometimes it's okay to let them fall. And we, and we have to kind of measure that. And it's not, it's different for everybody because there's lessons in that. So going back to building, I see the correlation there. Um, there's some goodness in the mess ups and screw ups. As long as you don't make the same mistake again, like, come on, 
Like you got to learn from that and move forward. I make a lot of the same mistakes still that I that I usually do. But we want to get better, right? And okay. so I, I appreciate that question. Yeah, yeah. yeah learn from it. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm always pushing John to try new things, like <laughs> color color sanding or whatever. Because John, you go he try. Makes the, if he makes the mistake, then I'm good. I am. I am. And if he learns yeah, from yeah. it, let, let me spend the money. Yeah. But I mean, like since we've been doing this podcast, like I've learned about, I've learned about gold, gold flake from you, Steven. Now I'm, now I'm learning of this hydro freaking, you know, process from Brian. Hydro dipping. Yeah. Hydro dipping. Like hydro dip. There's really cool. And then Ramey's just constantly designing stuff. Ramey's like in the, another century, but um, it's just really cool. So <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. I want to clean my gun and be alone with my thoughts. And I don't need to talk about anything else. Hey, Brian. Hi. I might regret. What's your favorite or best memory or example of fatherhood in your life? Guys, I had all show to think about this. Um, mine probably comes. Mine's like, uh, ironically, mine is similar to 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 Ramy's because my f- father was super into aviation, and he renovated. I think I talked about it before. Like he used to renovate World War II aircraft and be around airplanes all the time. And when I was a kid. Uh, he had a, his best friend had like a private air support and they renovated airplanes together and he would have me like wet sanding underneath a wing just, and at the time I'm like, you know, I'm like 13, 14, like this is stupid. What am I doing? Blah, blah, blah. But like <laughs> he taught me so much about like tools and building things and he built RC planes and. He worked on all the cars and when I turned 16 and broke my truck two weeks after having it, it like sat there for two weeks and I dropped the transmission in it trying to be a dummy. And he goes, and I'm like, dad, like what, when's the truck going to be fixed? And he's like, oh, you ready? And I was like, what? He's all, you ready to fix it? And I was like, "Uh, uh, okay. And he like, what are those things called? The creeper put me on the creeper put a tool in my hand and push me under it. See those bolts there? Undo them. Okay. Then spent two weeks fixing it. But those, even though I didn't really get into aviation, him teaching me how to like be resourceful and use tools and do things with my hands um, is probably like the greatest memory of that. You know, it's just like, cause that got me into, I mean, I worked on motorcycles and I've worked on cars and doing this hobby. It makes it super easy for me just to like, oh yeah, glue, resin, this tool, that tool, sandpaper, like whatever. Like it's not even, I I realize to a lot of people that's like foreign to them, you know, um, and, uh, try to pass on that stuff to my daughter, but. I don't know. It's hard when you have a daughter. I'm not the best father when it comes to that, especially when you have a daughter, because you know, mom has the 
same relationships and stuff. I don't know. It's tough. But yeah. That'd probably be my She she thing. might roll your eyes her eyes at you occasionally, Brian, but she is listening. <laughs> She'll remember eventually. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. in in terms of all of our skill levels, I think you take the cake when it comes to having an idea for a costume and just completely sculpting it out of out of nothing. Like for instance, you know, <laughs> cro- crosshair, you completely like took a season one crosshair and converted this whole thing out of Bondo yeah. and resin and all this stuff. And just so resourceful to turn it to season two. And then look at the same thing you're doing with, with star Lord with the jacket, yeah. dude. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I have no, um, I have no fear of like, Oh, am yeah. I doing the right thing. I just like, I have the idea and I just go for it. Cause generally you can fix stuff. You know what I mean? Like 10 foot rule. Come on, but Peter. Brian, I, I think you've you've said it yourself. I don't think, you've said it I don't yourself. Think ten, like ten foot rule works for an airplane, but <laughs> oh my gosh, no, yeah. Brian, you you've, yeah. you've kind of said that where like you don't necessarily like. I mean, you'll you'll have an idea, but you might not. It not, might not be clear until you get into your workbench, and then all of a sudden the ideas just start pouring in. Like when you're in front of stuff, is that is that safe to say? Like that's for sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I need to take an idea. I need to. Um, get my hands on it and, and start just trying things. That's literally most of everything I do. I'm just trying things, but, but this was fun. I'm glad we did this little, uh, father's day segment. You ever, you know, hope everyone who's a father has a great, a great day. Try to be a good dad. May your chili overfloweth. May your chili overflow. I know it is being a dad is not always the easiest. It's not, I think I think you know social media shows one thing too for a lot of people, and people take what they can from it. But we're trying, you know, guys. It's not it's Give not hard, slack. but we try, and we're trying. And um, if you're trying, that's that's uh, that's a lot more than than some people. So it's uh, show some love. Well, I think that does it for us today, guys you've enjoyed listening to the show feed the algorithm and give us five stars on your podcast app be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel our road to 1000 contest is almost halfway done and there's still time to enter just subscribe and you can be entered to win an alpha ignition helmet of your choice casted by the dad batch you can follow me at stevie.kicks on instagram sometimes twitter gentlemen let the listeners know where they can find you joe Heroes and Villains. No, just kidding. Uh, Tech.BadBatch. And by the way, Heroes and Villains has some awesome, awesome stuff like this amazing blanket. Check it out. Get something for dad. Get something for dad. Ramey, where can the listeners find you? TheDadBatch.com. And John? Alpha Ignition. And Brian? On the road again. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 44 of the Dad Batch Podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 45. And remember, he might have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. Until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly.
Is he cool? Hell yeah, he's cool. I'm very popular, y'all!